be to you in the name of one God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. In the 1800s, artists were some of the world's most celebrated people. But there was a very strict idea of what it was to make art, particularly when you painted. You painted one of three things. You painted either a historical event or a person, or you painted a uh, mythological or a religious scene. Those are the three things you did. Either history, religion, or mythology. All subject matter had to be one of those three things. But there were in the 1860s, there were these four buddies, these four friends who were students in France at the same time at the academy. Claude, Pierre, Alfred, and Frederick. And these four guys had a very different idea of what they enjoyed when it came to painting. They liked to get out of their studios, take their, take their paints and their canvases and take them out into the countryside and paint landscapes or paint contemporary life. People going about their daily life and social time. But they weren't well regarded, these young men, even though they were very talented when they would present paintings to show, they were often rejected because they weren't the right subject matter. Strictly on that, strictly on that one criteria. But they continued to grow in their techniques and to work with each other and develop their style and they continued to add group people to their number. They met at a, uh, at a cafe, Cafe Gerbois in, in Paris and they would meet regularly and talk about their theory of their of their art, and their group would slowly grow until the Emperor Napoleon III at the time got wind of these young men and their artwork and that they kept getting their artwork re- rejected, and he really liked what they did, and so he said that it was, the people should get to judge for themselves. They shouldn't leave it up to these authorities to show, to choose what would be shown. And they began to allow all their artwork to be shown. It began to become very popular until, until we come to this day, when if you walk into a museum, the movement that was named after one of these young men's one piece of art, Impressionism, is those Impressionist paintings are some of the most revered and valuable in the entire museum, anytime you go into one that has some. Names like Claude Monet, Pierre-Auguste Renoir, Edward Monet, many of those names, these were just a bunch of young guys who had a different idea, who got together in this small group and achieved something life-changing, world and, di- and paradigm-shifting in their artwork. Just a group of talented young people who got together and fed off each other and grew and learned and, and achieved something magnificent. A lot of times, some of the greatest things that have happened in our, in our world have come from a small group of people who got together and achieved something great. A group of scientists get together and they come up with theories that can change the entire world. Get a group of artists, they change the type of artwork the world has. You get a group of researchers and they can cure diseases. We can do incredible things with small groups of people. Even as individuals, we often feel powerless. We can achieve great things and terrible things, mind you, as well when we come together and we're given a chance to to have everything click. That's what happened for Peter and James and John in today's Gospel. They came together and everything 
clicked. Everything worked. They went up on this mountain with Jesus. And Jesus was transfigured before their eyes. Made dazzling white, a white so bright that no human could duplicate it. They saw the two great prophets, Moses and Elijah, talking with Jesus. These three disciples got a view, not just of Jesus, the man that everyone saw, the one who could work miracles, but they got a view of the divine Jesus. They saw Jesus in a brief moment the way God sees Jesus. They saw Christ in His divinity and not just in His humanity. It was a gift of God, a special moment that transcended their normal existence in which they felt so incredibly close to God. And all of a sudden, who Jesus was made sense. They could see that He was the Son of God. That mountaintop experience we call them in the church. That moment, there's times when people come together and all of a sudden their faith is so clear, so pure, so uplifting, so motivating, so just overwhelmingly wonderful. Each and every one of us in our faith journey will have a few of those moments along the way. When the world seems brighter, when we suddenly feel the love of Christ truly moving in our lives all around us and we can feel the love of the people who are next to us and love us. We know that they love them. They love us and we know that we love them. We see Christ and we feel Christ and we feel so wonderful in that moment. We design entire retreats and weekends in the church to help people encounter those experiences. Those mountaintop experiences when the world seems to suddenly really make sense. What's our reaction when we have those weekends? Those week times, those special groups that get together. Our reaction is often the same as Peter and James and John, which is, let's just build houses and stay here forever. Let's stay in this moment, let's hold on to it forever. That's what Peter wanted to do. He wanted to build a house, one for each of the the three of them, Moses and Elijah and Jesus, and just... Stay up on that mountain in that beautiful, pure place for eternity. But Jesus knew that that was not what His message was. God is not some faraway place you've got to climb a mountain to find. Jesus knew that they had to come back. And He had to show the disciples that that was the case. And so, they came back down into society and they had to, to continue to to interact with people. Knowing that 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 mountaintop experience was up there somewhere, they had to continue to react and share the love with people on a day-to-day basis again. It's not always easy because you want to hold on to that one place, that one time. But faith, the love of Christ, is not like a masterwork piece of art. You can't just hang up the faith in a frame and put it on a wall. For people to walk by and see. You can't bid on faith on eBay. And have somebody wrap it up and mail it to you with UPS. There's only one way to transfer faith and love from one person to another. And that's to share it. In a personal relationship with that person. To love them and let them love you back. But faith. The love of Christ 
more beautiful than any piece of artwork. And I love Impressionists. And I walk in and I walk into those museums and I see these beautiful paintings and I feel uplifted and lifted up. And I don't know the first thing about the techniques that are used. My wife is the art major. She could tell us all about those things. But I do know that when I see an Impressionist painting, I feel lifted. I feel excited. I feel transformed in some way. The love of Christ makes that pale in comparison. Makes that look like some thing your three-year-old did at school and brought home. The love of Christ is more beautiful than anything any human could ever create. But it can't just be put in a frame and stuck on a wall. The love of Christ must be shared person to person. I hope that each and every one of you gets a mountaintop experience. And if you haven't had one, that you seek one out. The church has many such opportunities, things like Curcio happening, retreat weeks and weekends. Now when you're up there and you're feeling really connected to God, that you remember that you've got to come back into the world. But that that experience will always be with you. That experience is always there in your memories. The love of Christ is there in your hearts to remind you of what the love of Christ is capable of as you go back into the world because our job is to help then bring those experiences to other people. The beauty of the love of Christ is that it not only transforms us, but allows us to help other people be transformed as well. The artwork of God is meant to be shared. But artwork is love. Love so beautiful, so powerful, so transforming, that we give all of our lives to dedicate to it. So don't, don't put the love of Christ on a wall. Wear it. Share it. Amen. Amen.